Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hobes and As. We've uh, just wrapped up the 2020 Grand Final and leaning all into the State of Origin series that's just around the corner. Seven days, one week exactly. As, how are you, mate? How's things? You well? Grand Final? How good? Yeah, mate, I'm fine. I'm actually flying, mate. Work's finished and... Uh... Yeah, what a great weekend. Finished off with a, an okay grand final. I thought it was going to be a little bit you know, closer and better than that. But, uh, hey, what can you do? Melbourne were just too dominant. Mate, they certainly were. The Storm showed their class in the end. The experience, obviously, of the Melbourne Storm um, got them over the line. Uh, Penrith did come back in the second half. So, mate, why don't we just uh, let's recap the grand final. Mate, let's, let, let's look at the whole game. Uh, this week, the kickoff straight off the kickoff, Penrith Panthers kicked off straight down to Melbourne, mate. What a way to start a grand final off a kickoff! Yeah, crazy, mate. I think it was uh, Jerome Hughes who let it bounce. Yep. And um, you know, found touch. And it was just like, what's doing? You know, you know my pet hate bombs and and you know balls that go up in the air. They have to be taken on a four, mate. You can't be letting these things bounce. It's not under tens. This is top-notch rugby league. You shouldn't be scared to have a go at the ball. And, you know, if you're not gone, so be it, mate. But you can't be letting the ball bounce. And, you know, it went Penrith's way. But fortunate for Storm, they didn't score off that um, error. And, um, you know, they let the game play it on. Yeah, mate, I was blown away. I couldn't believe that was the way to start. And what a perfect start for a defending team to kick off, um, get the ball back in the first set. Now you're attacking the line 20 metres out, but... You know, Storm's defence obviously was rock solid there. And moving on to the to the fourth minute when Melbourne obviously got up the other end and Justin Ollum was was crossing over the line from an inside ball from Josh Adokar. And, um, mate, give it, awarded a penalty try in the fourth minute of a grand final. What are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, mate, they're the rules. Like I was saying, there's nothing, no malice in it or it wasn't intentional. You know, he, he was trying to, you know, start him or anything to kick the boy out. It just, his foot was there, mate, and... You know, that, that's the rules. And, um, yeah, I, I, it was a penalty try, and, and so but they were the rules, mate, and uh, they got it correct. Yeah, I, I totally agree, As So, for anyone that doesn't understand about a, why is it awarded a penalty try, so the rule states that you cannot attack the ball with your legs. You can't kick at the ball, so to speak. So, Tyrone May actually put his leg out to stop the ball from going down. As you said, no malice. But you can't do that. It's a legal play in case they get kicked in the face. You know, all of those things come into play. So Tyro Mays obviously just used his reflexes to stop the ball from going on the line. He's put the ball down. And Justin Ollum obviously planted on his flag. And, yeah, they gave it a, a, a penalty try. So the thing with a penalty try is there has to be sufficient evidence to, to rule a penalty try. As if his leg wasn't there, would he have scored that try? 100%, mate. Tyro Mays uh, foot. Uh, dislodge the ball. There's nothing else dislodging it, mate. Uh, illegal play. Fair enough, mate. Penalty try. Great. As So why didn't he get 10 in the bin? Do you want to explain to the listeners that don't really understand a lot about rugby league, why didn't he get 10 in the bin if that's a penalty try? Oh, the ref probably uh, gave him benefit of the doubt, mate. Like I was saying, because there was no malice, it wasn't a full boot uh, coming across uh, like a leg with power, kicking the ball out. And so, yeah, the ref's just giving him the benefit of the doubt and uh, they've gone with a penalty to try instead of... Um, 10 in the bin. Great. Obviously, the, the try is awarded there. And because it's a penalty try, they don't take the kick from, you know, in line with where the try has been scored. They move straight to right between the, the black dot in between the posts. 
and that's where they take the goal from. So 6-0 early to the storm. Obviously, Penrith would have been down a little bit. Um, but, mate, they showed some grunt, you know, fighting back from that. They were down attacking Melbourne's line and a ball was was put out and, and, and kick out and it went on to Josh Mansour. Uh, Josh Mansour crossed over. They went up to the video ref and then the video ref obviously awarded it no try for an obstruction. Again, do you want to explain us how that works? What happened was um, Stephen Crichton ran the decoy and it hit uh, Bronco Lee in the right shoulder, outside shoulder, instead of the inside. Now, that balked his run across to make a tackle, a decent tackle on Mansour. Now, he did make a tackle on Mansour, but it was late, and uh, he didn't have the power, obviously, and the grip to, to put Mansour down. Uh, no try. Mate, yeah, that's the rule it is. So, uh, the running attacker needs to run through the line, but they can't actually hit the outside shoulder, and that's exactly what's happened here. And, and like, I couldn't believe... Gus Gould uh, commentating. That's a try. That's a try. Gus, are you watching what I'm watching? Uh, he was taken out by Stephen Crichton, and he was the one who tried to make the tackle on Mansour. It's a no try every day of the week. It's not a try. It's a no try, mate. You can't run into someone on the outside shoulder. That's the rules. So I don't know you know, whether he's got his one-eyed Penrith patch on. I don't know what he was looking at. I agree, mate. Yeah, absolutely uh, biased for me. I believe Gus Gould had his Penrith jersey on, um, especially at the start of the match. You know, you can't blame the guy. Was he passionate about the Panthers and being the first coach to win their premiership in 1991? But, mate, the rules are rules. I think they both got them right. So a lot of judgment there. Obviously, the Penrith fans would have been very disappointed from the way that they started, but they are complete tries. So um, Melbourne are now in front. Um, They've taken a couple of penalty goals. So, mate, moving on to the 30th minute where... Nathan Cleary tries to throw a ball out wide um, to get the defence on. They had the numbers there if the ball doesn't go, but Suliasi Vunavalu for the Melbourne Storm just read the play well as and takes an intercept. Yeah, I don't know what Nathan Cleary was was looking at, mate. I don't know how he didn't see Vunavalu, you know, just waiting and watching out the back there. And as soon as he threw that loopy rainbow ball, Vunivalu was on it, mate, and he, he basically jumped in the air. He didn't even take it on the run. He jumped in the air, and then away he went. And I dead set thought Josh Mansour was going to run him down. There's no doubt about it in my mind, Josh Mansour, because Josh Mansour had a little little push already um, before uh, Vunivalu was in full stride. And I thought, yeah, he's got him, and he just just didn't make that tackle, mate. He had to make that tackle. I think Nathan Cleary, obviously, once he threw it, he realised, but. Mate, you just can't be throwing those loopy rainbow passes, you know, when someone, especially, is not straight up in the line. They're at the back waiting and watching. And, uh, yeah, he just pounced on it, mate. Yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, mate. Suliasi Vunavala showed his class there, obviously, you know, went the length of the field. But you're right, when he actually caught the ball, he was actually down on his haunches. And Mansour had had the, the, the stop on there. He could have easily tackled him and, you know, the play would have ended there with Melbourne ball. But... Um, he, he fell off and it's like he pushed Vunavala to keep going. And, you know, Vunavala just showed his pace and, mate, off he went, the, the Fijian flyer down the sideline and 70 metres and Melbourne Stormer are now in front, you know, and, and, and looking comfortable at that stage. And just saying too, mate, like that first 15, 20 minutes, the Storm's defence was insane, mate. It was crazy. It was just scramble defence like you've never seen before. And you just... You just knew Melbourne was on, mate, because Penrith was throwing everything at him, mate, and they just they just were leaving nothing. You thought, oh, he's an overlap. 
you know, here's someone going to score in the corner and that. They just they just kept defending. The scramble defense was crazy, mate. It was it was just top notch rugby league defense. That's what repelled obviously Penrith and then uh, Melbourne just obviously an attack turned it around, and just kept coming. Um, when they went up eight nil and then obviously they got another penalty to make it ten. I thought Cameron Smith would have tried, said, "No, nah, we're going for the try," uh, but he took the two. And in saying that, I thought he, he knew that Penrith never looked like scoring against Melbourne's defense because it was on on the grand final night. Mate, yeah, I was actually surprised too when Cameron actually took the two there and he normally doesn't do that as he normally will will play on and especially up eight, if you're up ahead by eight, it, it really doesn't matter going up another two by, by ten. But, um, you know, Cameron Smith just used his class and he did know at that stage that maybe his guys needed a breather, his teammates, and, mate, he just slotted it over. And after Suliasi scored that try, it was 16-0 after 32 minutes and Melbourne were looking pretty comfortable. Right on halftime as Cameron Smith um, is trying to pass the ball out, the ball is knocked out of his hands. Um, Cameron Smith just picks up the lollies and, mate, puts the ball down. So just to give everyone else another idea on, on this. So if you're defending against the dummy half and they've picked up the ball after it's been played, if you actually slap the arm of the player and the ball is dislodged from his arm, it's actually called a knock-on against the attacking player. So you're allowed to actually knock the ball out of the arm. But in this instance, the hand has actually touched the ball, which has then resulted to a knock-on to Penrith and play on to Melbourne. Cameron Smith's obviously just picked up the ball and put it down and Mate, what a big, big, big turning point that was in that game. Yeah, 100%. There was only a couple of minutes to go, I think, till half time. And I think it was Arpi Coruscant, um, who played at the ball and dislodged the ball. Like you said, he only had to play at his arm or his wrist for him to dislodge the ball, and it would have been a knock on. But he actually played at the ball, mate. And Cameron Smith just picked it back up and said, Thanks very much. I'll go under the sticks. And yeah, Melbourne were on fire. And I think from then on, we started to realise and think, yeah, I knew Penrith were going to come back, but I just, there was no way they were going to win that grand final, especially, you know, with all these questions around Cameron Smith and the way Melbourne Storm's defence and attack was made. It just, yeah, you just couldn't see him, you know, folding up. Penrith going to the sheds, 22-0 down in a grand final. What does Cleary say to him, mate, in that big play? That You know, what does he say to his players when he gets in the sheds? And how does he get them up to come out in the second half? to pull off another 18th win, mate? Well, obviously, mate, you've got another 40 minutes. And, um, I mean, if Melbourne can score 22 points in 40 minutes, so can Penrith. They know they can score points, mate. It just They're just off, mate. And, and you know, I put a lot down to Nathan Cleary, mate. He didn't run the ball to about the 60th minute. And then when he did, he you know, he made a few breaks and a few metres. And I just don't understand why he never you know, ran the ball in the first half. Same goes with Dylan Edwards, mate. I'm not I'm, I'm not sold on Dylan Edwards, mate. Um, I mean, the fullback is such a, um important position uh, for any NRL team now, mate. You know, your halfback, your hooker, your 5'8", but the fullback is just important, mate. You know, you need someone quick. You need someone there. And oh, Dylan Edwards, mate, he just... Yeah, I don't know, mate. I don't... You know, he lost a few kegs. He, he looks slim. I just don't know if he's, you know, that, that quick enough to be, you know, that... that fullback that Penrith needs. Yeah, I'm not too sure either about Dylan Edwards. I'm not sold on him either. He has done an okay job. I mean, he's been safe, but not extravagant where you are looking for your fullback to chime into the back line, throw a pass out to your winger or cut out balls or do steps or break tackles, which he doesn't do any of that. He is safe. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if he is the answer there for Penrith. He's only young, um, but obviously he needs to 
you know, up his game and have a really good off-season ready for another one. Yeah, they're just, mate, like the, the great fullbacks, you know, like Pappenhausen's, you know, the Guthersons, the Tedesco's, they're nearly the first ones there, mate, when there's a break, whether it's from the forwards, the dummy half, you know, the halfback, they're there, whether it's inside, outside, and then obviously running on to score a try or, or passing out wide to the wingers. But, yeah, I just don't think, I don't see Dylan Edwards enough, mate, when when, when someone's made a break. And then uh, when Pappenhausen made that, that breakout wide. I think Leota was obviously the one that made the mistake. He ran past Dylan Edwards. Moses Leota, what's your forward out running you for? What's doing, mate? Looked like he's just jogging or limping. And, you know, again, question marks. Mate, you're the fullback. How's a forward outrun you? You know, Penrith might invest another year in him, but, yeah, I don't know, mate, he might have to lose, you know, a few more kilos. But, you know, you need someone lightning quick, you know, in that position. Um, that that's part of today's game, mate. And if you don't have that, you know, you're sort of carrying just an ordinary fullback at the back. Or, yeah, it's good to take high balls and that, but mate, you have to be there when when someone makes a break. So, mate, the Penrith need to bring back Reese Wesser. Yeah, Jared Sennett, <laughs> whoever you want, mate. Shane Elford. Shane Elford, whoever, mate. You know, they've they've, they've got to try something. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if they keep investing in him, mate. You know, they need someone to you know, be there when, when the breaks are on. I just don't think Dylan Edwards is, is there enough. Mate, talking about that Pappenhausen break off the scrum, mate, where he he just split the defence off the scrum, showed his pace, ran away 70 metres, 80 metres. What a player, Ryan Pappenhausen. Stepped up in the game. Obviously got the Clive Churchill. Hobes picked it last week. You'll be guilty. Well called. Uh, but also, yeah, do you think Gutherson's on his level? I don't think so, mate. So um, let's keep dreaming. But when that New South Wales team's uh, name. If Tedesco's not there, Ryan Pappenhausen will be fullback. Moving along. We've got to keep it going, brother. Um, mate, so Brian Toto crosses over for a try in the in the wing. Very controversy for me, mate. This was uh, an absolute blatant, horrible call, mate. Um, Isaiah Yo had the ball. They're attacking Melbourne's line. Isaiah Yo goes across field. He runs behind his player. Once you run behind your player, you need to stop dead in your tracks. It's called a shepherd. You're not allowed to do it. Isaiah Yo goes behind his player, and because he was completely behind his player, he put the kick in across field, um, which he he wouldn't have kicked. Isaiah Yo does not kick the ball, so he kicked because he knew that he was in the wrong. He's kicked the ball across. And then Penrith picked up the ball and scored. Referee said no try. Check it. Goes up to the video ref. Get up, ref. As what's going on, mate? Oh, mate. Honestly, our game has lost the plot. We don't know whether we're coming or going or we're Arthur or Martha. Honestly, mate, the the decisions are horrible. I must give Gus his kudos for calling this. Even he said, he said, no try. Andrew Johns, no try. Isaiah Yo knew, mate, he was up bloody, you know what, Creek. And he put that little grub across just to save face. Obviously, Toto was lucky to get onto it and, and score in the corner. Everyone, mate, even Shepard, mate, you can't be running behind your player. But what does the video ref say? Like, no disadvantage. It doesn't have to be a disadvantage, mate. It's an illegal play. It doesn't matter if someone's disadvantaged or not. You've run behind your player, mate. It's a clear Shepard. You can't do that. It should have been no try straight away. But because we're looking at whether someone's disadvantaged or advantaged, they, they, oh, there's no disadvantage there. And it's like, it's a clear shepherd, mate. Ever since we've played rugby league, mate, you know you can't do that. The video ref, I couldn't believe it, mate. I nearly fell off the lounge. 
Uh, they've got to fix this up, mate. They've got to fix it up fast. It's inconsistent. It's happened nearly the whole year. It's, it's so inconsistent. It's co- going to cost teams games. Uh, it, it already has. And, you know, obviously the crowd's like dumbfounded because, you know, you're sitting on the lounge. You've, you've played this game nearly all your life, mate, and you know the rules. Yet these video refs are taking it into their own hands, mate. No, no disadvantage there. Play on. It's a shepherd. What are you looking at? You know, they've got to get this right, mate. Couldn't agree more, as I was... I, I couldn't believe that they were continuing to check it over and over again. Once once I saw the first replay and saw Isaiah Yo go around and the, the decoy runner actually ran through and, and because he had actually gone completely around him, I called it. So I said, that's it. That's where the, the play should stop. But, mate, as you said, they've tried to rule where the disadvantage was instead of going by what the rule says. Um, mate, horrible. Just to say, only... Um choice there for a no penalty is if he just sits on the ground you know gives up voluntary tackle that's the only way i'll agree where there's a no penalty there mate the play that i want to talk about was penrith get a penalty and nathan cleary's kicking for touch and mate ryan pappenhausen the only (laughs) bloke on the field that knew what was what he was trying to do he was running as he just pelted for that sideline and jumped out into the grandstand almost and knock the ball back to get his team back the ball as huge play mate that is one of the i know his try was unbelievable but that play as unbelievable oh crazy mate you know any fullback just go nah, let that go we'll just set up to defend uh but that's how good ryan pappenhausen's going hopes it's phenomenal mate what he did you know, brought the ball back, obviously jumped in the air about 15 foot, dead set like Wilt Chamberlain, you know, bang the ball back. And it was just, yeah, absolute crazy play, mate. Crazy. You had to see it to believe it, mate. And and then Melbourne obviously, you know, cut that play's dead now, mate. That that penalty's gone now uh, through, a, through a single person just trying his heart out, uh, jumping in the air and, and, and bringing the ball back. Incredible, as seriously. He'd done it earlier on in the year um, against South Sydney. Um, so he had done it before, but... Mate, I wasn't expecting that in a grand final. He was the only one, like I said, that had any idea what he was doing. And, mate, huge play. Like, compete in every contest. That's what you call that. Like, Melbourne Storm, obviously, the structure they must have in that club is unbelievable. But to compete in every play, to knock that ball back is just, yeah, blew me away. Um, mate, so obviously, Penrith scored a couple of late tries. Nathan Cleary, obviously, um, on full time or just, you know, a couple of seconds to go you know, beat a few tired defenders of the storm and planted the ball down. And as you said, he hadn't run the ball a lot in that game. And, um, mate, he, he took the line on and, you know, beat. I think he beat Cameron Smith, Ryan Pappenhausen. So he beat, you know, some pretty good players and planted the ball down. Now, because there was only seconds to go, he actually said that he didn't want the conversion. Smart play, obviously, but obviously he got three seconds to go, you know, off a kickoff and you got to defend one tackle. So... Mate, as we know, the Melbourne Storm held on to that last last minute play. Obviously, the ball was going back and forth here and there. And mate, Melbourne Storm victorious, twenty six twenty. Yeah, uh, great effort, mate, and well deserved. You can't say the best team didn't win because the best team on the night did win. I'm shocked with a lot of lot of things Ivan Cleary did. Like I said, mate, Tyron May playing in the centres over Brent Naden. I can't continue to go on about these hoes. It's my mind boggles, mate. I, I heard recently Tyrone May never played centres in his career as a junior. And 
I don't understand how you leave Brent Naden out. Obviously, when Brent Naden came on with 20 to go, mate, little flick pass through, took two defenders on, little flick pass, someone was open. He, the guy's a game changer, mate, and I, I still don't know why he, he, he never started, mate. So uh, shame on Ivan Cleary for doing that. But, yeah, best team on the night one, mate. You know, Nathan Cleary, yeah, he had an off night. You know, he didn't he didn't really pick up to that last 15 or 20 minutes. But, you know, he had a great year, mate. You can't really take that away from him. I've heard during the week that someone was right. They shouldn't play Nathan Cleary in origin because he's taken too much of a hit. Like, what are we soft as ice cream now, mate? The, the kid will be fine, mate. It's a state of origin, mate. He's meant for it. You know what I mean? He's hard as nails. He'll be right, mate, and he'll lead the Blues to a 3-0 series whitewash. Mate, look, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Nathan Cleary, what a season he had. Um, as we were saying last week, we were actually surprised he didn't actually win the Dalian medal. Best player on, on ground all year. Um, led that team remarkably. Obviously, just had his bad night on the game, but Nathan Cleary will bounce back from this. As you said, he has to be picked for origin. He's the best halfback in the game of 2020. I just want to talk about the change rooms of the Melbourne Storm with these goggles, mate. Can you explain to us what the goggles are, as? Oh, mate, it's all come from the NBA, mate. Uh, the baseball. When they, you know, when they celebrate, whether they win a conference final or even the World Series, mate, the champagne comes out, mate, and there's just champagne everywhere. They even put plastic over the lockers and everything, mate, because the whole room is just smothered in champagne. And they just put it all over themselves. So it's basically just to protect the eyes, mate. So it was just a laugh. But also, how good was Craig Bellamy's field goal in the um, in the box, mate? Dead set kicked the, the plastic chair about 15 metres in the air. I loved it, mate. You know, <laughs> shows passion. What a coach. You know, that, that was great to see. I love watching him blow up, mate. You know, team could be up by 10. He's still blowing up, mate. He's the best. I love it when he goes off. Mate, raw emotion. I love that passion drive, that that you know, adrenaline must be pumping in there. As question for you, Craig Bellamy, does he go down as the best coach in our era, mate? I hope it's, it's, it's a hard question, mate, you know, because we, we've seen it, mate. We've seen the Wayne Bennett's, you know. It's really, really hard. Obviously, Jack Gibson and all that before us. Me personally, yes, he's the best coach we've seen, mate. Um uh, we're only we're still only young blokes, but he, he, you can't say he's not, mate. You know he produces dud players go to him, hopes, and he turns them into weapons. For some, I don't know what he's got, mate. I don't know if he's got a needle and he just pricks them when they come in, and all of a sudden they got magical powers because they just turn into freaks, mate. He does it over and over and over again, mate. You know, and credit to him, mate. Really, because I mean, if I was just an ordinary player, mate, you know, my career really going nowhere, and you're just changing clubs. I mean, look at Bronco Lee, mate. The bloke's made origin. He's been to about 38 clubs. Like, good on him, mate, you know? And that's all from, you know, Craig Bellamy, discipline the team. He's around, mate, you know? And he's got to be, Hose. He has to be, um, you know, for us. He's got to be, mate. Uh, so, as obviously we were born in uh, 1984. That's right, everyone. We are 36 years old. So, I, I didn't support the Parramatta Reels when I was uh, a young bloke. I only started following him in 1998. However, Jack Gibson, obviously we all know the the stories about Jack Gibson. We've watched the grand finals, obviously Parramatta being the last team to win three grand finals in a row, all to the helm of Jack Gibson. But some of those players that they had as well has been remarkable. Wayne Bennett, obviously in the early nineties, you know, he's carried a lot of teams, you know, got St. George Illawarra, their first premiership as a joint venture. But Craig Bellamy, mate, I don't know. There's just something about that guy. Melbourne Storm, five years in a row, they're finishing the top two as like, how? They lost their star halfback. You know, Cooper Cronk was their halfback for 10, 12 years. 
They lose him. The next year, when they verse Cooper Cronk, they make the grand final and they actually, but they lost. But, mate, how does a team still make the grand final after losing your halfback for 10 years? And you can throw in Billy Slater as well, mate. You know, he'll be an immortal. He's the greatest fullback I've ever seen. And, you know, they just produce players. Pappenhausen, look at your own views, mate. What a freak. You know, they just find them, mate. You know, we're just like, who are these boys? And then all of a sudden you're like, he's a gun, he's a gun. The cheese, Brendan Smith, weapon. Who's Christian Welch, you know? Chase Blair. They just just find misfits from everywhere. And then they just fire, mate. Bronco Lee, like I was saying, you know, it's just... It's just crazy, mate. And then obviously you had the Fijians in, mate. You know, they call Robetis, the Verna Valus, Marcus Byatt, Papua New Guinean. They, they just find them from anywhere, mate. Justin Olam, you know, got him from the Queensland Cup. They find them from anywhere, mate, and they just turn them into stars. Mate, I actually read something uh, during the week that Melbourne Storm have not signed a representative star uh, from any rival clubs since Michael Crocker in 2006. So, mate, that's 14 years without signing a representative star as every club now that's looking for players, they're looking for their representative players. Melbourne Storm are the team that actually make these players representative players. Mate, Brisbane were consistent in the 90s, but I don't think we'll ever see a team as consistent as the Melbourne Storm. The mind boggles, mate. It's insane. I don't know how he does it. Obviously, it's not only Craig Bellamy. You know, there's recruitment and, and, and obviously coaches and people watching it. And, um, you know, games, but that's the way to do it, Hobes. You build from the bottom up, mate, you know. You don't just buy willy-nilly with his ego and old mate wants 500 grand to go on the wing. And that, mate, you get your players that just want to play, mate, with the right attitude, train hard, listen to your coaches and that. And this is what happens, mate, you know, discipline. And, yeah, mate, Melbourne Storm's got it. I mean, it, it is, it's unbelievable, mate, that they don't sign any major stars and they're still winning grand finals. It's crazy. It's insane. And, you know, well done to them. Hats off. Definitely hats off to the Melbourne Storm. Incredible structure they have down there in the Storm. And honestly, it has been pretty to watch with my wife, obviously, supporting the Storm. And I watch it pretty closely. I've learned to really enjoy the football that Melbourne play, although a lot of people say it's boring football. But, mate, just watching them just keep turning over, keep turning up every week and competing on every play. It's not boring football too, mate. It's just well-structured football. They win and they score tries from anywhere. So I don't know how boring it can be, mate. Why? Because they're good at defence? Like, it's crazy, mate. You know, it's just a world-great, well-rounded, structured team, mate, you know, that listens to their coach. Not to mention the assistant coaches that have been through homes, that have gone on to first-grade jobs, you know. Kevy Walters. Brad Arthur was there? Brad Arthur was there. Um, mate, Adam O'Brien now at the Newcastle Knights. Jason Riles will get a first-grade coach, like, it's crazy, mate. You know, they learn under him and then go. Obviously, uh, a lot of them ha- haven't worked out as they moved on to their own, you know, sort of leadership with their own clubs, a.k.a. Stephen Kearney. But, you know, I think Kevy Walters will work out. It's it's just crazy, mate. Yeah, it's it's been remarkable. Well, mate, I, Jason Rolls actually going to rugby union under Eddie Jones. Um, so he's actually leaving the storm uh, next year. And Melbourne have actually signed back Stephen Kearney as, a, as an assistant coach for next year. So... Um, you know, maybe he just needs to buy his time there under Craig Bellamy for another, you know, three or four years. But who knows what's going to happen with this coaching merry-go-round, as I'm sure we're going to hear a lot more in the off-season. Let's wrap that up. Hobes versus As. All right, As. Here we go, mate. State of origin, a week away. State versus state, mate versus mate. Hobes versus As. Go, you mighty Maroons. 
Uh, mate, can't wait. Bring it on next week. It all starts again. The best players of every state. Obviously, there's some injury clouds on a few players and a couple of suspensions on some players that, that will miss game one. But uh, you and I have picked our uh, Queensland and New South Wales teams who we believe will be selected for game one. We have posted them up on social media, on Instagram, Hobes and As. Go check us out. Let us know what you think about our teams. As, mate, I've, I've, had a, I've had a quick look at yours, mate. What is doing with putting Cody Walker on the bench? I mean, mate, there's no chance of playing in the first game. Mate, I've thrown him in there just for a bit of utility, mate. You know, you need someone in there that obviously can produce and play the ball. If there's a massive injury to, to Keary or Cleary, um, I know you got White in there, but, you know, Walker fits in straight away into any of those halves. So that's why I've just thrown him on there, mate. But don't worry about me. What about you with the Narmanus Louie? The Narmanus Louie wouldn't make A grade for Fairfield United. Come on. <laughs> mate, he had the best year he's had down there in Canberra this year. Uh, mate, he will come off the bench for the Mighty Maroons. Uh, mate, he'll just, you know, punch out the meters. He'll just come on for Papali. Uh, mate, he will dominate uh, in game one for the Queenslanders. Uh, mate, so obviously Tedesco has the in, he's in the injury cloud. I'm believing that he's, you know, running straight lines today. He's got to do some more training tomorrow. We both left out Gutherson. You've left out Pappenhausen. So for you, obviously Tedesco's ruled out. Papenhausen for you will go straight into that number one. Yeah, that's what I'll say, mate. If there's an injury to Tedesco, Papenhausen uh, goes into number one. To be honest with you, he will be chosen for mine. Obviously, after that Clive, Clive Churchill medal as well, he's got to be chosen, mate. Whether it's on the bench, you know, if Tedesco's in, but he'll be number one regardless if Tedesco's injured. So yeah, I, I mean, Papenhausen will be chosen, uh, whether it's on the bench or at fullback, mate. I believe that if, if Teddy's out, Gutho goes straight in there, mate. He'll go to number one. He's been training at number one for the Blues. He'll go in. I know he's been probably been training there because Pappenhausen's been partying for three days. Um, but Pappenhausen gets into camp on Wednesday night, so tonight he'll be in, in the camp. And, um, mate, for me, Pappenhausen is the man that comes off the bench. I think they're going to use him as an interchange player, um, get him on uh, when the forwards are tired and, just get him on doing that roving role in the middle and Gufferson will play fullback, mate, um, if Tedesco is ruled out. I did hear a little rumour that uh, Pappenhausen's got a niggling calf injury. Got to monitor that, mate, whether it's uh, all good. Okay. So, you know, with, with some injury clouds, so obviously we've picked our team. I think the teams get picked tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, check us out on – check it out on social media. Um, mate, you've, you've gone for Isaiah Yo. Um Mate, yep. he had a, a remarkable year. I actually think Isaiah Yo could be there. Um, what about Nathan Brown? As did you consider Nathan Brown coming in for game one, mate? Do you think that he he's an Origin player, mate? He's got that grunt. He's got that mongrel that the Blues. He reminds me of you know Greg Bird. You know, you just pick Greg Bird because he had that mongrel in the in the Blues. Do they? Do, do you think Nathan Brown is far off as if you know a couple of injuries go go against him? No, I don't think he's far off, mate, but there's just better better players in that in that squad ahead of him, mate. So that's unfortunately for Nathan Brown. I mean, he's got a train on jersey, mate. He, you know, he's just get around the boys. There's no doubt about it. He's, he can play origin, but I just think there's better better forwards in that in that um in that group they've chosen. So that's why I've I've left him out. Um I've got a question for you, mate. You've left Jake Friend out. What's going on there? I mean, you've put Ben on at, at hooker and 
Harry Grant, I mean, go the Maggies, go the Tigers, but what's doing, mate? Mate, big fan of Jake Friend. I really am. I just think that he has some injuries in his game as um, I'm worried about him playing the whole 80 minutes. Obviously, Ben Hunt will will be there. He'll be the number nine for Queensland. He's, he's done it before. Um, he, if he's not the number nine, he'll definitely come off the bench. So Ben Hunt's in there and around. I'm looking at Harry Grant. He's younger. He's had a remarkable year. I think they've got to build their team around Harry Grant and and Ben Hunt if they're going to use Ben Hunt. I personally, you know, wouldn't even put Ben Hunt in my team, but I just know the Maroons, you know, will, will rally around Ben Hunt. Yeah, it's surprising, surprising. It's good to see Queensland, but blood, blood the uh, obviously young blokes. Obviously, like I said, your stocks aren't massive, mate, so you've got to go with these young blokes that are, are playing well. I hope Edric Lee goes well, mate. I'm a big fan of him, and I think he's improved out of sight this year. I hope he gets a starting position on the wing there and and produces. But, yeah, it's going to be a whitewash, mate. You know, I know. Uh, you're looking at 50-plus all three games. Oh. <laughs> about the rumour? It wasn't a rumour. It was true, I've been told it. Kevin Walters gave Greg Inglis a call to see if he was interested in playing for Queensland. That's how bad you are going. Greg Inglis. The bloke's been injured for three years. Honestly, you're kidding me, aren't you? Ah, oh, I think Kevin Walters was going to captain coach as well. Terrible, man. Bring in Mark Honan. Coin! Coin, Mark, coin! Unbelievable. Mate, us Queenslanders, we just know how to win. As as I was saying to you last last episode, as you just put that maroon jersey on, they all just stand up. No one gave us an absolute chance when Fatty Vaughton was in charge at the helm of the Queenslanders. But old Brett Dallas, mate, he showed you how to run down the sideline. You just catch me if you can, give you a little wave, Brett Dallas, as he's running down the sideline, mate. That Queensland team, they never give up. They know how to win. They know the culture. But, mate, the centres, we are a little shocked out there as well. And, and you know, I've heard Valentine Holmes, even though I've put him in my team, I, I, I didn't know that Val Holmes actually suspended for game one. So Val Holmes will definitely be out of game one. Um, so for me, I chuck Edric Lee straight in there. So I didn't put Ed, Edric Lee in. I think they're going to go with Corey Allen as. Brisbane boy, Wayne Bennett's his coach, you know, club coach. And I think Corey Allen does get the wing spot. I'm hearing Xavier Coates is, is thereabouts to come and fill in, but I'm just worried about him. He's, he's high ball. He's, you know, a little bit off there. Um, I'm worried about that arena of getting into an origin arena for that young kid and just getting pummeled. Um, so, mate, I'd love to see Edric Lee. So, for me, Val Holmes comes out, Edric Lee goes straight in. He had a remarkable year, Edric Lee. Big body, big winger. Yeah, I 100% agree, mate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be putting coats in, mate. I think it's best he just, you know, obviously stays around the group and, and gets a feel for origin. And then, um, you know, you might give him a game in game three uh, if nothing's on the line, mate. But I wouldn't be putting him in there in, uh, in game one. Yeah, I'm with you. Mate, love Brimson at fullback, mate. I'm so excited for that, that kid. I know we've We've talked about him quite a bit on this podcast and, um, you know, as an underrated player, but what a player, AJ Brimson. Really looking forward to seeing how he goes at fullback. And, mate, honestly, I am a little bit nervous about this one, as I'm not confident as I have been over the years of Queensland. However, they will be there, mate. They will turn up on Wednesday night, Adelaide Oval. They'll be ready to go. The mighty Maroons will come out foreign. Big Tino Fuama, Sali, mate. He'll just carve them up. He'll just cut through the forwards. Jaden Sue will put on a few hits. Kafusi will run some lines. 
Mate, Kurt Capewell, mate. I've chucked him in the centres. Get him out there, Raz. Hey? In the centres? What's doing? You can't have Kurt Capewell in the centres. No. Honestly, you can't. you got to have Branco Lee. Big Branco. He deserves his shot. He played all right in the GF, mate. He deserves his shot in a Queensland jersey. you got no one else. He'll have a dig, mate. But, oh, mate, he's a in for all sorts. Don't worry about being confident. You should have nothing. It's going to be three zip. There's no doubt about it. I don't care about no 4X Queensland jersey. Oh, we've got heart. you got nothing. The TV sets will turn, be turned off at half time in Queensland. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. All right, everyone. Well, that's a wrap for Hobes and Az. Here we go. Looking forward to Wednesday night to the State of Origin. Stay tuned for, for more Hobes and As are coming your way. And uh, we'll recap the game one of State of Origin. There's going to be lots to talk about. We'll talk about some signings, some player signings that's been happening over the last few weeks. Uh, we'll put our fine-tooth comb over the, over the signings of the clubs. But, um, look, let's just gear up, get ready for State of Origin. Have fun. Go the Blues. Have a good week, everyone. Go the Blues.